What are you going to stop doing? What are you going to start doing? And what are you going to continue doing in 2024? That's what this episode of the Life Pilot Podcast is all about. So let's dive into this juicy self-reflection exercise. Hey, I'm Natalie Sisson and I am on a mission to help you design your ideal lifestyle and truly live it. And that is essentially what I am doing here. And as we head into the new year, 2024, I want to share with you that I am going to be going from not just solo episodes where I look at topics around lifestyle design, goal setting, intention setting, longevity, how to be your best self, how to have an amazing business, but I'm also going to be bringing in interviews with people that I find fascinating that are experts in their area as well as wonderful people like you and I, human beings doing some really cool shit in their life and experiments in these areas that I've been talking about who I think that we should hear from and jam with. And finally, I would love to introduce a Q&A. So what questions do you have for me? What topics would you like me to talk about here on this podcast? So stay tuned for all of those fantastic things in 2024. And one thing that I am now resolute on, despite trialing and experimenting it in 2023, is this is going to remain as an audio podcast, because frankly, it's just my favorite format. I've also just done some research in the last two days across my socials, got tons of responses, and 84% of you happen to like audio podcasts. Almost none of you actually were watching video podcasts unless there were shorter snippets um, on YouTube that you particularly signed up for and you wanted to see people's faces or you were listening to more in-depth things like Diary of a CEO or Mel Robbins where the video was actually just helpful to you and you turned up on YouTube to watch it. So primarily it sounds like from my research that most of you are listening while you're on the move, while you're in the car, while you're out walking, jogging, whatever it may be. And the other interesting thing, just from my results, which I'll share with you, is that you tended to prefer shorter episodes. So if it's a solo episode like this, 20 to 30 minutes. If it's an interview, 30 to 60 minutes. And if it's an in-depth topic on something, then you're happy to listen for an hour or more. Also, people seem to be consuming quite a lot of podcasts. The two most common were 29% of you are consuming daily and 34% at least a couple a week. That's pretty much what I had in my mind when I think about the way in which I consume podcasts. So I do listen to two or three podcasts a week and I much prefer shorter episodes that are 20 to 30 minutes that I usually play at one and a half speed and then I can binge listen to more episodes. However, I'm always up for if it's a fantastic interview listening for longer. So with all that in mind, these solo episodes that I do are typically around that 20 to 30 minutes, basically because I don't want to have any fluff. I just want to get straight into the topic that I'm talking about, share examples, help you, teach you, learn from you. And with interviews, I think because it's just so much more fascinating to find out more and extract those juicy bits of information, insight and expertise from people it's great to have a longer conversation so I hope you look forward to that if you are excited about that please do me a favor and hit subscribe in whatever app you're listening to this in so that you get fresh episodes every single week and this podcast will be coming out every single Thursday and that's just a commitment that I'm making to you it keeps me on track, it keeps it regular, it keeps it consistent. However, what I will say is that I am going to be committing to bringing back videos on my YouTube channel, and that is much more about my experiments in lifestyle design, learning hacks, 
and longevity, some of my obsessions this year. And I will take you along on that ride. It'll always be related to what I'm discussing here on Life Pilot. And sometimes I will take a juicy topic from this podcast and just condense it down into a much shorter video with the key points. So I kind of love that you can take content and you can repurpose it into ways that people really want to listen and consume it. I've personally been loving more YouTube videos, but again, I like them short. I like them succinct. I like them interesting, educational, and edu edutainment, as they call it, education and entertainment. And that's what I'm going to bring to you. It's going to be raw, refreshing. It's not going to be overly polished. That has never been my style. And honestly, it's got to fit in with my lifestyle of having two businesses a gorgeous toddler and a pretty full life where I want to get out and about and explore and hike and be in nature just like I did this morning. Uh, I'm going to be bringing more and more exercise into my life and more adventure and more mini holidays and retreats and all those things. So honestly, this content creation has to fit in with my lifestyle and it has to work with my learning process, which I'll be sharing more of on both videos and podcasts, and it has to be fun. So I'm sharing that with you because I feel like last year was a really great exercise in where I was turning up because I felt, first off, I wanted to. It keeps me consistent, regular to learn new things and then share them with you and also continue to acquire skills that I can pass on. But also there was an element of this is what I've always done and I like being consistent and I know that it holds me to a better level of myself. But sometimes it was definitely because I felt like I had to. And 2024 is the year of I get to. And I want to have fun with it. And for sure, consistency counts because you want to know that you're going to be hearing regularly. But I honestly don't think you'd care if I was a couple of days after when I said I would be. Um, I honestly don't think you'd care if this came out on a Friday versus a Thursday one week. So you're going to get awesome content in 2024. I hope you like it. And as I said, please rate and review this podcast subscribe or just share it with a friend because I really want to grow this platform this year. Uh, I'm going to be really upping my podcast game, researching more, bringing you the best of the best and ultimately helping you to live a life that you absolutely love and doing it on your own terms, in your own time and for how it suits you. But honestly, not shying away from living your very best life defined and designed by you. So today's topic is about the stop, start, continue method of reflection. It's actually a business transformation model, uh, particularly used in agile development, so in software development, but predominantly used for teams and giving feedback uh, in a performance-related environment to help you and your team improve their performance and increase collaboration. However, that doesn't mean that you can't use it for yourself because it's an exercise that prompts reflection, it kickstarts really meaningful conversations, and it does encourage collaboration when you're doing it with employees or as a team. And then on a personal front, it can be a perfect exercise for you to do as an individual, especially in the following situations. It's the start of a new year, hence why I'm talking about it right now. It's just a really great way to get you thinking about what you can improve on to make this year better than the last. It's also great if you are consistently repeating patterns of behaviors or mistakes that you keep making that you really want to stop. So maybe there's some behaviors, some mindset related things that you really want to work on in 2024. And by doing this exercise specifically related to that, you're probably going to uncover some blocks and some 
things that can help you to move past that and change it up so that you're not repeating this in your life on auto repeat. It's also a really good exercise to use when you're introducing change. So obviously, if you're introducing change into your business and you're making major changes, bringing in new team members, maybe you're changing projects, etc. But as an individual, if you're going to change things up this year, maybe you're taking on a new career, a new business, a new relationship. Maybe you're expecting a child. Perhaps you're moving country. Perhaps you're buying a house, selling a house, all the big things, getting married. Who knows? But it's actually a really great thing to do when you're about to adopt change. And it's really great when you use it for annual planning. So you're going to create new goals. Maybe you're going to use lifepilot.co for that. And this is a really awesome time to use start, stop, continue because you get to reflect on, okay, I set these goals last year or these intentions and this didn't come off. So what do I actually need to learn from all those things that I did or didn't do in the last year? So how do you actually use it? Literally, you just ask yourself a variety of open-ended questions. And what I would suggest you do, and big shout out to Mel Robbins here in her workbook for making this your best year ever, is you take the areas of life that you want to apply this to. So let's look at Life Pilot. We have the area of wellness, so health and wellness, of relationships, of lifestyle, so that's hobbies, holidays, just exactly how you want to live ultimately, your lifestyle design setup. We also have wealth, we have work, and we have growth, personal growth. So you can literally ask, what do I want to start doing, what do I want to stop doing, and what do I want to continue doing across the areas of life that matter to you most? And what I thought I'd do is I'm actually going to share my answers that I wrote down in this workbook that I printed off, thanks to Mel. Like I've done all my reflection through the last year of my own processes, and I've also incorporated some others. And I just really appreciated this. I've definitely come across this before, like when I started my first business as a co-founder of a tech startup, we would constantly look at what are we going to stop doing, start doing, continue doing especially in that first year of the startup, because there's so many things that you can do when you start a business and not all of them are going to actually move the needle or be conducive to you getting ahead and making a go of it. So it was pretty critical from an agile development in the software space. And I think it's equally applicable to you as an individual. So I'm going to share some of mine. And as always, I would absolutely love to know what you learn from this episode, what you get out of it. So please share it with me on Instagram. I'm at Natalie Sisson. Just DM me or uh, scroll my feed and look for a post where I've shared about this episode, because that will be awesome for you to comment below that and say, yeah, Natalie, I listened to episode 33. And here's what I'm going to stop doing, start doing and continue doing, even if you just share one of those. Why? Because that public accountability is something that is at the heart of successful people. Putting yourself out there, sharing your intentional goal for the year, and then actually asking people to help support you in it is critical. This is just another example of that. It's what we encourage in LifePilot. It's why we encourage you to have a LifePilot buddy so you can constantly have somebody who has your back and holds you to it. And that is one critical element for making real change actually in 2024 is having yourself and other people hold you accountable for what you say you want to do. Cool. All right. So in the area of wellness, I am actually having an alcohol free year. So I am going to and already have uh, stopped drinking. 
I'm not a huge drinker. I've definitely enjoyed drinking a lot in the past and um, enjoyed being the party girl and using alcohol as that kind of, I guess, lubricant for being even more the life of the party. But I've definitely noticed over the last few years as I age, it's more the effects, the after effects of alcohol the next day, just feeling super sluggish, ratty, crabby, grumpy sometimes, just not having the energy that I want, not having the focus, obviously. It also disrupts your sleep. I mean, there are freaking numerous studies on why drinking alcohol is just not a good thing. At the end of the day, it's a poison that I'm putting in my body. And given my overall mission and my overall goal for me personally this year is to essentially become obsessed with applying longevity techniques and methods to myself so that I can become the optimal version of myself health-wise, drinking just isn't going to fit into that. Plus, what I really love, I have to be honest, is there are some amazing tasting non-alcoholic drinks just flooding the market right now, pun intended, and they're really great. Like, a lot of them are actually quite healthy and they have beautiful herbs and things like that, or they have um, antioxidants and stuff like this, and they taste great. So there's lots of great alternatives uh, so that you're not just drinking water and lemon or teas and things like that. So alcohol-free year, so I'm going to stop and have stopped drinking. I'm also going to stop and have already started. Actually, I started this at the end of last year just to get into the role of it because I don't feel like January 1st runs around and you suddenly do all these things. I think that's a recipe for disaster. I started implementing this in December 2023, which is literally putting my phone on a charger at night, typically around 8 p.m. and not picking up until after 8 a.m. And I'm already excited as to the prospects of how much more time I am going to reclaim by doing this as well as just so many things including having a deeper and better sleep, reading more books because I don't have my phone by my bed, um, not doom scrolling because I don't reach for my phone in the morning because it's not there, getting up earlier to exercise and get into my meditation and journaling. So in many ways, I feel like by doing this, I have reclaimed my time for personal growth and development simply by getting rid of this thing that so many of us struggle with and are addicted to. So putting it on the charging station in the kitchen is fantastic and already starting to make a difference. I just feel more ease, more at peace and less, I'm just consuming less. As a result, I'm sure I will talk more about this over the year because it's an experiment for a full year and beyond. And I'm really looking forward to, as I said, reclaiming my autonomy and my sovereignty over how I want to spend my time. So in the area of work, I am stopping procrastinating and excuse making and avoiding earning. Uh, so it was one sentence that I wrote down because I really felt in 2023, I essentially made excuses that led to me not earning as much as I could have. And some of that was through procrastination. So essentially, I just want to stop all of that BS and I want to call myself on it. And I'm either taking action or I'm not. That one was pretty simple to me. All right, let me turn the page. In the area of relationships, I am, oh, this is going to be a, this is going to be a big one for me to stop expecting others to change or be different. As as humans, I'm pretty sure we all struggle with this. I've read enough articles now. I'm reading some fantastic relationship books, and this seems to be the number one source of 
<sighs> issue within a relationship is people expecting their relational other person, their love, their partner, their wife, husband, but also this is in friendships as well, right? And in family relationships, expecting the other person to change. The person who has to change is you. And or you just need to focus on how you want to change and what you want out of life. So one way in which I am reframing this year is whenever I feel like there's something that comes up for me where I want something that I love to change, I need to look at myself and consider what change is it in myself that I need to make or how can I instead show up as a role model and inspire this person to make a change or want to make a change but on their own dime as a result of them wanting to actually make that change. And I know that this will be absolutely life-changing in many ways. Just that reframe is already allowing me to go, cool, I choose to become my best self. I choose what I want to work on. If that inspires something that I love to make a change in their life, fantastic. If they don't change, it's not on me to try and change them. That's only going to make me miserable and them miserable and it's not going to work. So just drop it as a strategy. It's not a strategy. It's a recipe for disaster. So that's one thing. Uh, if, if you can resonate with that, then please take that on board. Take that advice in. And in the words of Mel Robbins, who I adore, let them. Let them keep eating crap food. Let them keep not exercising. Let them procrastinate. Let them do all these things. You just focus on becoming the best version of you. And by proxy, it will rub off. It will inspire them. And if it doesn't, then they are not the person <laughs> that you're probably meant to be with if it is impacting and affecting you greatly. If their attitude, their behavior, and how they show up isn't, it's just a bit of a pain in the ass for you or it frustrates you from time to time, then it's a really healthy exercise is to just be grateful for all the things that you love about that person, that partner, that friend, that family member. Okay, the other thing I am stopping is waiting or expecting romantic moments to happen or withholding my love. This has been a deep introspection for me over this past, I guess, year, but also particularly in the last month and some great conversations with experts around the relationship front. So if I want more magical romantic moments to happen, I actually need to be the one to instigate those. And I have actually seen this work in the past with Josh, who is romantic, but is also a programmer and <laughs> deeply intellectual and gets caught up in his head a lot me waiting around for him to organize a date night or remember a birthday or do something really special just because is really like me waiting around for the dinosaurs to re-emerge. So if I want more romantic moments, I can damn well book them <laughs> for us. I can make them happen and I can encourage him to return the favor. But honestly, if I want more romantic moments throughout this year, I'm going to lead on that front. I'm not going to wait around. Okay, in the area of, I would say, lifestyle, slash fun, slash happiness, slash hobbies, I am going to stop non-purposeful media consumption. I have already uh, upped the reading of physical books again, and I freaking love it. Uh, I am only listening to podcasts of interest to me. 
not random ones. I've already reduced my YouTube consumption, which I must admit did go up last year. It's not bad, but just all those crap little shorts, right? And all these stupid, I find them stupid, sorry, these annoying short videos that are entirely made by, I think, AI, where they have an AI voiceover. And it's usually about famous people and what they're doing. And it's just, it feels very clickbaity. They'll be, they'll pull you in with a great title. And then you're watching 60 seconds of absolute crap that doesn't enrich my life. I don't need to know about the celebrity or this actor doing something that is of no interest to me at all. That's more <laughs> the lack of non-purposeful media consumption that I'm talking about. So I'm really excited actually because honestly what you consume, you have to be so careful with what you consume, right? Because it shapes, it really does shape your reality. It can affect your mood greatly, everything. So I want to be learning about things that I directly am interested in and I want to be um, very clear about my boundaries on what I consider educational entertainment and at what times I am consuming that media. And the putting the phone away thing is a huge part of that. But then again, also being very clear on what I purposefully want to tune into in 2024. And this is going to be around lifestyle design, definitely around longevity and also around learning hacks, as well as continuing my understanding of what makes for great relationships. We're on to the continue exercise now. In the area of wellness, I am going to continue with intermittent fasting. So I've really only taken that on board since October, dabbled with it a little bit before that and was really starting to see results. I'm also a huge fan. I've got a girl crush, I think, on Dr. Mindy Peltz, who is like the intermittent fasting queen, particularly her focus is for helping women between 40 and 60 really take back control of their body and understand how to optimize their health. And so intermittent fasting is something I'm going to continue. I'm really excited about that. Uh, yoga is something that I'm going to continue doing. I'm doing my, oh my gosh, this must be the fifth time I am doing the Yoga with Adrian 30-day challenge, which always starts in January. And it's a beautiful thing. I found myself doing yoga last night before bed and I found myself doing yoga this morning. And also I have put HIT there. So HIT stands for high intensity uh, training and I really love how my body feels after it, and I also appreciate that it's both cardiovascular and often strength training. Essentially, I'm all about increasing my strength, flexibility, and flexibility this year. And HIIT training, strength training, and yoga basically help me do that, as well as just walking. And that's walking the dogs, walking with friends, walking and talking, walking and listening to podcasts, just walking, getting those 10,000 steps in. I'm surrounded by nature where I live, so there's literally no excuses. And I'm also really excited about all the hikes and different paths and tracks that I can go on and really instigating my excitement for that versus just being like, okay, I can go up into the forest. No, I actually want to look for and hunt down new beautiful walkways and paths and tracks to take in more of nature, change up the environment and give me a fresh perspective. I do my best thinking when I'm out walking um, and I have some of my best ideas ever. So it really should be a daily non-negotiable for me. In the areas of work, I am going to continue developing offers that feel good and are profitable. Obviously, most offers should be profitable. This is a real focus for me this year. I am feeling compelled, excited, and on fire. And I really want to channel this into offers that people genuinely have been asking for and want and tune back into 
creating kick-ass offers that really are going to help people to become the best version of themselves, to live their best lives, and to do and accomplish things that they really are capable of and unlock their potential. So more of that in 2024. And I'm also going to continue learning and implementing effectively and where it counts. I've always been a lifelong learner. I love being a leading learner, someone who learns something and is able to turn around and share it with somebody else to bring them up to speed quickly and make it fun and easy to understand, break down anything that's complex and make it just fully doable. So that is something that I want to continue doing now and forever, but I want to be even more proactive about how I learn. And this goes from even when I'm reading a book, how am I collecting and note-taking and disseminating that information? How am I taking it and adding it into a ritual or a rhythm or a routine? How am I incorporating that into a new habit? Or how am I using that to change behaviors that I don't like? So it's more around effective learning as much as what I'm learning. In the areas of relationship, I'm going to continue understanding more about intimacy, connection, and in particular, what Josh, my husband, needs and desires. So I'm really trying to focus this year more on how can I better understand and love Josh, which is a departure from previous years when I think I've been probably focusing more on like how do we evolve and grow as a couple. I'm really curious this year about if I put my focus on what Josh needs and desires, as well as, of course, my own needs. Um, how will that how will I show up for him by doing that? So I'm really excited to feed back to you on these experiments and initiatives. Also on the relationship front, I want to continue spending quality time with friends and deepening relationships. My love language is quality time. And so if we ever become friends in real life and we meet outside this podcast, one of the things that I am just such an advocate for is creating time for quality catch-ups and so this morning instead of coming in to my beautiful office in the show home uh, to learn or to do some work I decided to go on a hike with dear friends who are visiting our valley and get lost in nature and have those deep rich conversations and I'm so glad I did because I can learn or work anytime right but it's very rare that quality people come into our part of the world from overseas and bring their brilliance and intelligence and just loveliness and so just hanging out walking in nature is one of the best ways to have those beautiful conversations that really unwrap curiosity and learning and connection and I essentially want to work on putting together some friends retreats uh, getaways with other friends and family that we like um, and just planning some really cool activities where I'm deepening those friendships. So that's a big focus for me this year, just being more intentional about it. All right, what else am I continuing to do? In the area of lifestyle, I'm continuing to invite play and silliness into my life, <laughs> especially with Leo. I'm going to continue surprising people I love with gestures, gifts, and kindness. And I'm going to continue playing more sports for fun. Uh and then I guess in the area of personal growth, I am going to continue to play, <laughs> continues a little bit, of, I, I would like to continue to play with more dance and psychedelics. So I tried out some fun psychedelics last year over a weekend with some beautiful people, and I'm really fascinated 
because one of our friends works in this area and has done their masters in the use of psychedelics for all sorts of things like health, longevity, around play, around mental health in particular. And so I'm curious about it unlocking potential in me and using it in a fun, spirited and educational way for personal growth. I want to continue learning and applying holotropic breathwork. Oh, I can't wait to get into this actually. Somebody took us through a holotropic breathwork session when I was in Glenorchy for my friend's birthday and I had amazing results. It was incredible. Just the power of breathing, like this was literally breathing in and breathing out, but with intensity for the space of around um, 15, 20 minutes, this activated breath and then uh, coming back into more restful breath. And during that time, I literally felt like I actually was on psychedelics. I had tingling throughout my whole body. I um, had a number of physical effects. I cried, but in a beautiful kind of release way and then out of happiness. And it was it was honestly this 40-minute session with music and being accompanied by uh, the person guiding us. But I found it fascinating. So I'm really curious to bring that into my world and also into my work as a coach. And I'm going to continue to connect to my inner goddess and moon cycles. All right, what am I going to start doing in 2024? In the area of wellness, I'm going to start my daily routine, befitting of Queen Natalie is how I wrote it down. So I've always been a fan of having a ritual or a routine. And honestly, toddler life has made that a little bit more challenging because um, currently we're alternating on sleep nights of being in the room with Leo. And so when it's my morning, even if that wasn't happening and he's sleeping through perfectly, there will still be the morning when I am there for when he wakes up. And so that doesn't always account for me being able to have this beautiful morning ritual at the same time every single morning. But I am also very aware of the fact that a routine and a ritual doesn't have to be at the exact time of the at the exact same time of the day, it just has to be a ritual that you commit to and that you benefit from. And whether on mornings when I am spending time with Leo, my ritual becomes 10 minutes and I do it while he's with me and and help him do some meditation and yoga with me, great. Um, or if I'm getting up earlier and being able to do that, then fantastic. But essentially, it is about a ritual that works for me. So if I'm also doing it once I've dropped him off to daycare, then so be it. And I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. I have already been, for the better part of seven to eight years, experimenting with what works for me in the morning. But in the past six months, I've been going a lot deeper into scientifically backed research on what you can do in the morning, like ice baths and saunas and stretching and meditation and journaling and all these things. And I want to find the best flow for me that works for me as a mum, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, and as somebody who really wants to get the most out of my health and wellness this year and beyond. In the area of work, I'm going to start making real revenue every month. I was definitely both Framos Homes and my business last year were just this exercise in cash flow and understanding, especially with Framos Homes, the, the cash flow 
aspect of builds and when money's coming in and money's going out and incomes and stage claims and payments and it was just a, a really valuable lesson in why you already always need your own sort of cash up front and to have that buffer and then in my business it was an exercise probably in the when you heard earlier in the stop procrastinating about just being very much more focused on revenue and profit in my business this year and putting out offers that are profitable and that make a huge impact in people's lives uh, and treating this as a business not necessarily as a hobby um, or putting other things first so I really am excited about growing both life pilot and all the beautiful things that come with that and I am going to start trialing spec home builds which is a very specific thing for frameless homes so rather than doing all these custom bespoke designs for clients which are beautiful but are intense, complex, challenging and have just so much complexity to them. I really want to try investing in land on builder's terms where you pay an upfront deposit. You then build a home custom to your own design and sell it. And that is essentially somebody is buying a brand new home from you that you have 100% designed. It's architecturally beautiful. It's all up. It's, you know, a specification home and you don't actually get to make many choices at all. I think we will be able to get the same amount of margin out of these builds with way less complexity. It'll make it way more fun and interesting for me. It's ultimately going a little bit into development, property development, and that excites me because it's new and challenging. But also I just want more ease and flow in this business in 2024, in the home building business. And we've learned so many lessons last year about what we don't want. So that's exciting. And I'm going to start investing in my savings and crypto portfolio again. And ultimately that leads to also making more revenue in both businesses. Then I can put that revenue into these savings and crypto investing. So that one's pretty clear for me. In the area of relationships, I am going to start hosting and co-facilitating quarterly retreats for friends just for fun and connection. I'm going to start experimenting with different forms of intimacy and role-playing because I'm just curious and interested in what this will bring to the relationship. And I'm going to start going deeper into relationship play and work to enhance our understanding of each other. I feel like I spoke to that I'm continuing that, but I'm, I also want to start going deeper into relationship. There you go, into understanding and learning that. I'm also going to start in the area of lifestyle, having more Freedom Fridays and long weekends. This was actually in my Life Canvas vision for the last three years, and I realized that I had not done a very good job of that. I used to do Freedom Fridays, which was usually never a work day, and given that I now have two businesses, that made that even seem a little bit less doable. And then I realized how much I get from days off where I am getting ideas, downloading to me, way more creativity and that kind of rest that excites me and makes me even more productive and proactive for the week ahead. So Freedom Fridays, they might be on a different day than Friday, but freedom and space and time to get creative and to receive downloads that I really need is something that I want to implement in 2024 and start again. And I want to start being more musical. So playing the piano more regularly, singing and dance. And I'm really feeling motivated to learning new music on the piano. I feel like this has been something that's been on my list for the better part of a decade. I just always feel like I'm going to be this person who will sit down and play the piano. 
And instead, I just turn up to the piano and play the one song that I can do by by memory that I don't need music for. Or I pull out music that I've had since I was 15 and continue to play the same songs with the same mistakes at the same level. And so I am just really interested, and it's on my 50 by 50 list, to learn three new songs that I can also sing to so that if people come over, we can jam and sing and I can play and I just get way more enjoyment from it because the piano is such a beautiful instrument and I really admire people who just get out there and jam on it. And that's not going to happen unless I put in the time and practice and learn. And finally, in the area of personal growth, I am going to start finding my faith of choosing. I want to become part of a faith-based community and I am agnostic and so I'm curious about exploring faith and what that means to me and what different levels of faith there are, whether call it spirit, purpose, universe, source. I am just curious about that, mainly for the long-term benefits, our longevity of being in a community of people who you share values with. And any advice on that front, I am happy and open and willing to receive it. And finally, I am going to start journaling and writing again. These are two different things, but it is ultimately with the same purpose. I've already started journaling. Uh, I have it by my bed. And often I will just journal on the day, what I learned and my gratitudes. But just actually writing about the day. When I was a teenager, from about age 12 to 16, I wrote in my diary every single day. And I have books and books worth of diaries that I used to write. And then for some reason I stopped at around, yeah, probably age 17. Um, and I'm just really curious to get back into journaling to understand and learn more about myself and my thoughts and my feelings and my emotions. And in terms of writing, I read a beautiful quote the other day, which is that writing is allowing you to put your thoughts into process. So writing essentially is deepening your thinking and giving it a purpose. Uh, I used to write blog posts all the time and I realized that by doing so, yes, it was an effort and yes, I had to research and yes, I had to pour hours and hours into this craft, but it made me so much better, like so much more knowledgeable about my area that I was working on. It made me feel like an expert because over years and years of writing close to a thousand blog posts, I had created mastery in a lot of these areas, or at least it felt like it. And I had much more independent thoughts and opinions on all of these areas that I was talking about, lifestyle design, digital nomadism, online business building, etc. And I've really just put that tool away after writing my last book. And I also noticed how beneficial it was. So I am making time <laughs> to write. And I would love to do this five days a week. So on, on business days, so to speak. But I'll take anything at this point. I will just turn up and write. Some of this may never see the light of day and much of it may actually come out in these podcasts, in my blogs, in my emails, in my content. I don't know. It's felt like a long time since I felt the desire to write and I'm curious about it. I also listened to an interview with James Clear just recently on the Lewis Howes School of Greatness podcast, which I also haven't listened to in ages, but I was trying some new things. And I love James Clear and I love his book, Atomic Habits, and he is just such a well-researched, written man. And he used to invest 20 hours per blog post that he would write. And now he has two kids. And so he has instead created a newsletter, which is 
the three, two, one. I think it's three new ideas from him, two things to learn and one quote. Um, and he had to do that because he just had way less time. But what he's found is that because he has way less time available, in two hours he is getting so much done. It's not the same length and depth and research of content he used to do, but it's still incredibly useful and impactful. So I realize I can't really make that excuse anymore. And yeah, I'm just really, I'm really keen to see how I feel about writing again, because it used to be my happy place. So thank you for tuning in and listening to my start, stop and continue. I would love for you to come across to lifepilot.co forward slash 33, where you will find the full um, show notes for this episode. If it's helpful to you, some of the links to the things I talked about in this, but also to leave a comment there and tell me what you're going to start, stop doing. And if you prefer, uh, come across to at Natalie Sisson on Instagram and just DM me or leave a comment on any of my posts and just say, hey, Nat, I'm going to start doing, I'm going to stop doing, I'm going to continue doing because I would love to know. And I hope it's a powerful reframing exercise for you or reflection exercise that I think you can literally come back to every quarter look back on what you wrote down and go, great, did I stop doing that or am I still doing it? Am I continuing what I wanted? Have I started something that I wasn't planning to and how is that working out for me? Just keep using this as a tool that gives you so much more insight into who you are and who you're becoming. Thank you as always for listening. Happy 2024 people and I'll be back next week with another solo episode but who knows in the coming weeks, an interview, a Q&A, very exciting. Stay tuned for all that goodness and continue living life on your own terms. Much love.